Earlier today, a question about Marvin Harrison Jr. and Kyle McCord came across my feed. The question is, can Marvin Harrison Jr. and Kyle McCord replicate the chemistry that they had in high school? And I have an easy, quick answer to this question. Of course they can. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back for the episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 5th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we'll discuss how the McCord-Harrison Jr. connection benefits the Buckeyes offense, and we'll also go over three players you can trust in 2023. But first, Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr. were teammates in high school, teammates that won state championships, teammates that were dominating on offense, and the thought and the question, can they replicate the chemistry that they had in high school is one that some might ask, but also it's a simple question that has an answer. And the answer is, of course they can. I am a believer in Kyle McCord. I am also a believer in Marvin Harrison Jr. I understand with this conversation, we are not we are not saying Kyle McCord is the starting quarterback. So I'm going to put that in contest early in today's show. However, what we are saying is this. McCord and Harrison Jr., I believe they knew when they were in high school and they both committed to the Ohio State University that there wasn't going to be a chance for them to be on the field at the same time as starters for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And you know how it is when you were in high school and you played football with some of your buddies and there were things that you guys did that, well, over two or three years, you guys built some chemistry. You guys had some fun. No matter if you're playing on offense or defense, you guys found ways to work together to accomplish a goal, a goal that was winning games. Maybe you were lucky enough to win a state championship or win a second one or maybe even a third one. That chemistry that you built early definitely helped you throughout your career. Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr. were two guys in high school that I did not get to see play live. I'd go to a lot of high school games but I don't go out to Pennsylvania to watch the games. And if I did, man, I would have been marveling at the talent that these two guys had. And I ventured to someone like me over in Pennsylvania that maybe it wasn't in the area where they played the football. However, they said, oh, I'm going to drive to see these guys play. You drive around to football games on a Friday night, and what happens? You figure out, okay, that guy's good. That guy's good. Now, Harrison Jr. has a name, Harrison. His dad means something over there in Philadelphia. Now, Kyle McCord's dad also played college football, just like Marvin Harrison Jr.'s dad did. So one is more recognizable. One's a pro football Hall of Famer. But Kyle McCord's dad, Derek McCord, also played football at Rutgers. So you're talking about a guy who, in McCord, is playing the same position that his dad played in college. So you have that track record and that um, family uh, lineage and the talents coming from his dad as well. So you have those two things going for them. But also, isn't it kind of odd, maybe to some, to ask the question, 
Can Marvin Harrison Jr. and Kyle McCord replicate the chemistry that they had? Some say foolish, but also I think it's a very valid question. Because in the grand scheme of things, it's been a few years since they have been on the football field on a Saturday or at the same time during a, a, a regular game together at the same time as both being starters. So when you think about that, the last time Kyle McCord got a start, it was not recently. I believe that was in 2021. Harrison Jr. was not a full-time starter. You had Njigba, you had Wilson, you had Alave. Harrison Jr. got a start for, I believe, first started in the Rose Bowl, um, set some records, did some phenomenal things there. And then this past year, it was Stroud again, no McCord. So I think when you first hear it saying, well, that, does that make sense? Well, I think the question might be a might be an okay one to ask, especially this time of year when it's talking season. But also, we have seen what McCord can do a little bit. I believe he had a 70% completion percentage so far during his Buckeye career, during his first couple years of playing quarterback for the Buckeyes. That's not bad for a guy who comes up and basically mop up duty and doesn't isn't able to get into a rhythm. I, I'm okay with that. Seven out of ten. That's pretty good in my book. But also. Harrison Jr. is a practice warrior. He is somebody that when you see him on the field, you're saying, oh, can we trust him? Absolutely. We're going to talk about some players you can trust for Ohio State in 2023 at the end of the season. Harrison Jr. is not on that list because he's coming up earlier. You can definitely trust him. So I'm not saying he can't, you can't trust him. But there's a theme for the end of the show. And you understand what it is when we get to that part of today's episode. There's also a part here in, in this, this tweet that ESPN College Football asked the question, and then another little tweet was put inside of this picture, and it was and it says, just remember, Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord threw to Marvin Harrison Jr. in high school. Expect an even bigger season than last season for Marvin Harrison Jr. He has a shot to put up Devonta Smith numbers. Very similar to what I stated about a month, month and a half ago in regards to Marvin Harrison Jr. being able to put up the type of season as a receiver that he could win not just a Blitnikoff, but also a Player of the Year award nationally and could also win the Heisman Trophy. Why? Because I believe an overall receiver, I think Harrison Jr. is better than Devonta Smith. Now, Devonta Smith also got it. Keep in mind, keep in context. Devonta Smith got it. He was the number two receiver on Alabama. Jalen Waddle goes down. Devonta Smith comes up in 2020 and just goes smooth off. In 13 games in 2020, remember the SEC played a lot more games than everybody else. Devonta Smith had 117 catches, 1,856 receiving yards, 15.9 yards per reception, and 23 touchdowns. He also added in um, one rushing touchdown as well, which goes into him winning the Heisman. So I do think Harrison Jr. has the ability, doesn't matter if a quarterback or not, to put up those type of numbers because he's that good on the football field. Now, there will be some things that may go against him and may go against him um, making some of those accomplishments at the end of the season, winning those awards. But remember, if he's playing with his high school quarterback, and I had the belief in Kyle McCord that I have, and I believe Kyle McCord will be that dude for Ohio State in 2023. No, he has not been named the starter. I just had the belief in Kyle McCord. I had the same belief in Marvin Harrison Jr. And, man, that chemistry all offseason. They've been throwing the ball, pitch and catch, pitch and catch, pitch and catch, 
Buddy, I am sitting here in my seat right now behind this microphone thinking about what's to come at Ohio State in the fall, thinking about the magic that Harrison Jr. and Kyle McCord can put together, the chemistry they can put on display in the fall. Why? Because they can be that good on the football field together. Marvin Harrison Jr., Cal McCord, the magic that they put together in high school. I believe we, we can see, we might see some of that magic in the fall if Cal McCord is named Ohio State's starting quarterback. Coming up next, we will go over how this magic and chemistry benefits Ohio State's offense, especially when you think about what Brian Hartline has at his disposal as a Buckeyes offensive coordinator. This is going to be a fun conversation coming your way next here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be the first, hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to, to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign, sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks for being locked on Buckeyes. Your first listen every single day. Now is, a, now is a perfect time to subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes on Apple or Spotify or Amazon Music or the Odyssey app or YouTube. Wherever you get your fine podcasts, you can find Locked on Buckeyes. If you're an Apple or Spotify listener, leave a five-star review and a rating. If you are on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, smash the like button on this video, and hit that bell so you're notified every time a new video goes alive. Locked on Buckeyes is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Think about a time when you are new on a job. May it be your first job or may it be a job that you took a year ago in your 50s. If you are new on a job Sometimes there can be some things that make you nervous. There can be some things that remind you of maybe some things you might not be comfortable with. There might be some things that you're comfortable with. You know how to take advantage of those things as well. But also you might be in a time period in your career as an adult that you look out there and say, oh, I got that at my, I can use that. I can use that guy. I can use this tool. And you realize there's more of it at your um, more you can utilize at your new position than ever before at any other job you've ever had. Think about Brian Hartline, new offensive coordinator, a new a new position for him, a, a promotion. He's done a great job of recruiting the wide receivers at Ohio State. He's done a great job of developing the wide receivers at Ohio State. But running the Buckeyes offense is a whole nother animal, especially when you add in the fact that Hartline might be calling the offensive plays for the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2023. Think about the weight that comes with that responsibility. 
I'm a person that if we – I've said it once, I'll say it again. If we get Ryan Day, the day that was calling the plays against Georgia, if we got that 12 games out of the regular season and every other game the Buckeyes played, Big Ten Championship, a couple playoff games, hey, I'm comfortable with Day calling the plays if that's what he believes he can do if he is that play call that we got against Georgia. That's just me. But I understand Ryan Day and the thought that he needs to take some offense play, be more of a CEO or overseer of the program, and possibly relinquish play calling duties, duties and allow Brian Hartline to take that role. I understand it. I also understand how the McCord-Harrison magic that we might see in 2023 benefits Brian Hartline. Because think about this. Brian Hartline's a coach, and he has not shied away from this. And I believe he was on, he was on was it the Pivot Podcast or um, Bustling with the Boys, one of the two. And he discussed it. He said, hey, he would love to be a head coach at the NFL level. Didn't shy away from it. It's on YouTube. It's out there. You could go out there and listen to it. He said he would love to be a head coach. Now, at the NFL level, I don't think he would be someone that was hired from college Maybe say the most, the highest promotion he got in college was the OC job at Ohio State. Next thing you know, he gets he gets a job again in the NFL, and the GM says, "Well, you've never been a head coach before, but we think what you've done at Ohio State is good enough to give you this title here." I don't think it's going to happen. However, there is a scenario out there that let's just say. Brian Hardline in year one is OC at Ohio State. Might not be calling the plays, but very pivotal in the offense, and he is the coordinator of that unit. He is someone that you could look out there and say, well, he knew how to tap into and utilize a quarterback that's never been a full-time starter at Ohio State. He knew how to get the magic of McCord and Harrison and utilize it in the offense and found ways to create plays and develop plays to allow these two guys to be very um special for Ohio State couldn't think of another word to utilize special fit the conversation and those are ways that Hardline can also utilize that to be a better uh be better in the eyes of the GM in the NFL but also to benefit the Buckeyes aren't we always looking for ways to um better ourselves or aren't we always looking for things that we are looking to improve ourselves. And wouldn't it be odd if in the first year that Hartline is an OC at Ohio State that he didn't use the two guys that were high school teammates that were two of the best players at their position in their very own recruiting class? Wouldn't that be odd? Wouldn't that be weird? Of course it would. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and say, no, wouldn't it be weird. Absolutely it would be weird, which is why the McCord Harrison Jr. connection, the chemistry that they had in high school, being able to utilize that in college, buddy, I do believe. Can they do it? Yes, they can. And this benefits Brian Hartline in a big way. But what about Ryan Day? This is not something I had on my nose before the show, but I saw Josh Payton. He was discussing it. He basically said, hey, if Ohio State loses to Michigan in the fall, Ryan Day could be someone that has the highest win percentage of any coach over the past five years and would be on the highest hot seat because losing to Michigan three times in a row is not acceptable for for Ohio State fans. And I understand that, but think about Ryan Day. What if he is not the play caller? What if he is more of an overseer and he is more going more of offense, defense, wherever he is needed, but also going with the quarterbacks? What if Ryan Day finds a way to use the chemistry Harrison Jr. and McCord have, have together? Buddy, that could be a job saver. 
I'm not saying he's I'm not saying he's going to get fired at the end of the season if he gets if the Buckeyes lose to Michigan in the fall. I'm not saying that. I'm not even making a prediction. All I will say is this might be the toughest game the Buckeyes and the Wolverines have played in Ryan Day's time as head coach of the Buckeyes. And so when you think about that in, in context, I do believe it's going to be one of the fiercest battles we have seen in Ohio State and Michigan over the past few years, especially when since Ryan Day's been the head coach. But also when you think about the game of the century, one versus two, it's a realistic thing to say one versus two Ohio State-Michigan could happen on November 25th, Thanksgiving weekend. And Ryan Day could be feeling the pressure going into that game, which is why Ryan Day also, some say Day loses to Michigan once again in the fall. He's fired before the day is over. I'm not going to be that guy. But, buddy, you could really help yourself as Ryan Day if he found a way to not allow that to happen. Man, I'm sitting here thinking about this right now, thinking about what could happen in the fall. McCourt, Harrison Jr., it helps Emeka Abuka. It helps Julian Fleming. It helps um, – who else does it help? The young style. Let's say Jaden Ballard gets on the field. Let's say Cade Stover or Joe Royer. Uh, whoever it might be, that connection they have drastically helps the entire offense. It'll open up holes, make wider gaps for the running backs. Mayan Williams and Treviat Henderson and Dallin Hayden and Evan Pryor, if he's healthy, and Chip Train. It's going to open up, open up wide holes – for those guys, because if you're going to put more attention on the outside of Harrison Jr., and if a linebacker is leaning towards the outside, you want to right inside of him. If he goes right and the inside is left and he goes run to right and you go left, buddy, that could be a five or eight yard gain because of a fall of a wrong step by a linebacker because he's trying to do some things to stop Marvin Harrison Jr., that connection, that magic that those two youngsters had, McCord and Harrison Jr., that they had in high school, I do believe it can definitely help the Buckeyes' offense. Helps Brian Harlan as a new OC and definitely helps Ryan Day as the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Who are some players that the Buckeyes can trust that we have not discussed so far during today's show? We will discuss it a few next here on Locked on Buckeyes. I want to give a quick shout out to the team that I am repping today, the Kokomo Jackrabbits. It's a summer baseball league in Kokomo, Indiana. Recently moved here shortly before I got married over the weekend. And the Kokomo Jackrabbits, it's a summer baseball team, summer baseball team that is compiled of different players that play college basketball, excuse me, college baseball. If they have eligibility left, they can be on the Jackrabbits in the Northwoods League. There's different leagues all throughout the country. And in this league, they use wood bats. Jackrabbits are fun to watch. Going to watch a game this weekend to celebrate my wife's birthday. Also, might catch another game because we got free tickets. We got free tickets. We might as well go. The Kokomo Jackrabbits, if you're in Indiana or near Kokomo, you're maybe you're passing through and you want to see some baseball, the Kokomo Jackrabbits is a cheap ticket and it's a fun team to watch. Three players to close the show that we can discuss and put trust in at Ohio State. And I said earlier today that there is going to be kind of a, a theme for the players that we're going to discuss at the end. And you're going to see there's no skilled players out loud in this conversation. I would love to put them there. But ultimately, I don't want to. I want to save them for another day. But players you can trust at Ohio State, the two of them, two of the three, are offensive linemen. 
your left guard, your right guard. Left guard Donovan Jackson, six foot four, three hundred pounds, and right guard Matthew Jones, six foot four, three hundred and fifteen pounds. When you think about the guys on the offensive line that were there a year ago that are no that are still at Ohio State, there's only two that were started a year ago that are still there: Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones. Now, when you think about those two guys, what do you think? Well, you might think they're good in the run game, which is true. You might think that they are have some power to them. That is true. But also, there's one word that comes to mind, and it is um, a word. They're consistent. And I do believe for Ohio State's new um, group, new five, that'll be starting off for the lineman for the Buckeyes. I, one, I don't know if it's been set in stone who are going to be the five starters, left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle. I don't believe it's been announced just yet or been decided by Justin Fry or any of the coaches on the offensive staff. But also... I do believe, though, the three new guys are going to be looking at Matthew Jones and Donovan Jackson to be leaders in the unit. Because I know what it was like with the first time that I was on a new team or in a new spot. And I had to trust guys that were around me. Who did I look to? Not just my buddies, but guys that were dominant, guys that were successful, guys that were doing it at a great level. And so I do understand a few things about, not at this level, I never played D1 ball. I would have loved to play D1 ball. I knew I'm five foot six. I was an old lineman in high school. I don't think there's any five foot six old lineman in college. Just putting that out there. Now, you may say, Jay, there's one. Let me Google. Okay, you can go ahead and Google it. Do that. I don't see no D1 five foot six offensive lineman in, in, in any college football team. Not just 2023, 2022, 2021. Maybe, maybe, maybe back in the 40s and 50s and 30s and 20s, but buddy, that was a long time ago. I knew I was too short. Even then, I wasn't heavy enough. Even in high school, if I was a little bit taller, maybe I wasn't heavy enough. I wasn't good enough. So I never played at that level. But at the levels I played at, I understand being a new guy in a unit. I went from offense to defense in high school because of an injury, and it was better for me to play defense than to play offense. Who did I look to? The guys that were playing very well, the leaders of the unit, and Matthew Jones and Donovan Jackson are classified as leaders of the offensive line. Former starters, guys that are still starters, and guys that will probably be possibly day two draft picks in the upcoming NFL draft. Of course, if I'm Joshua Fryer or uh, Vic Cutler or any uh, Carson Hensman, whoever um, the starters might be on Ohio State's O-line, I'm looking to the guys that have started before. Joshua Fryer has a start under his belt, but I'm looking to those guys that have been consistent starters to say, hey, what does it take to not just start week one, week two, but to start week eight, week nine, week ten? What does it take to keep your body up? What kind of nutrition or what, what's on your nutrition plan? What kind of diet do you have? Why? Because, buddy, you're going to need those kind of conversations with those players to be successful on the football field as a unit. I believe you can trust Matthew Jones and Donovan Jackson, but also Cade Stover. And this conversation, I'm going to, at the end of the show, Cade Stover solid. We heard my guy Ryan Roberts discuss it during our summer scouting series, looking at draft-eligible players and what kind of pro prospects they are before the season starts. And Cade Stover solid, a solid a tight end, really good, solid blocker, a solid in the passing game. He is not Brock Bowers, and I don't believe he was going ever. He's ever going to be Brock Bowers, and I don't think that's a problem. 
But I do believe Cade Stover is the kind of guy you want in your corner. I do believe, as I said on the show, kind of in a joking way, but seriously, the next time I move, there's a good chance that my wife and I will not use, uh, well, excuse me, will use a moving company. And I would love to have Cade Stover on that unit. Why? Because he's that kind of guy. He's a grinder. He works hard. He's the kind of guy that has the ultra focus that you want, that kind of work ethic that you want on that type of unit. Cade Stover also. Think about players that could wear the block O jersey, which goes to a player that it simplifies what it means to be an Ohio State Buckeye. Only one player comes to my mind. There's not anybody on defense. You could say, Tommy, I could work great. I don't think I could burg. Uh, he could be in the easy is in the conversation. Don't say don't think so. He is in the conversation, but there's one guy that I believe this jersey should go to. And I believe Ryan Day will probably pick this player, Cade Stover. Workhorse exemplifies what it means to be a puck guy. He's a grinder. He's exactly what I want as a starting tight end for Ohio State in 2023. He's not going to get all the balls. He's not going to get all the attention. What's he going to do? Consistently do his job. That's what the Buckeyes need Cade over to do, and that's why he is a player you can trust on the offensive side of the ball for the Buckeyes in 2023. Out of here on a Wednesday, one more show left this week. Remember, in July, only shows Monday through Thursday, no shows on Friday throughout the month of, the, of July. Might do an extra show during the Big Ten Media Days week as the Buckeyes are on day one instead of day two during that event, which is still odd. I'm also not going to the event this year. I went uh, over the past two years, and the Buckeyes were on day two, not day one. Is that a sign that the Michigan Wolverines are have overtaken and are the team of the conference? Maybe, but I think the Buckeyes have something to say about that November 25th, Thanksgiving weekend in 2023. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Wednesday. I'll see you next time.